All right, Teach Better Family, we are back for the Admin Mastermind Recap, and I have the wonderful Katie Miglin. And we started off with an extremely fun question. I got to see a lot of steam coming out of people's ears this morning. I don't think anyone expected this question. Katie, the first starter question was, which actor or actress would you choose to portray you in a reenactment of your own biographical movie about your journey in the school leadership? And you, you specifically really struggled. Um, Ray had a full family meeting on this uh, mm-hmm. during Admin Mastermind. And some of the suggestions in the chat were hilarious. So, yes, Katie, what did you finally decide on for yourself? I don't know that I even made a final decision. <laughs> I don't understand where I don't I don't know enough n- names of like famous people. And I never know are you supposed to go off of looks or more personality or character type. So I feel like it was just a lose lose for me. But I was happy to support the people in their choices. And some people had some really great ideas, but I just couldn't. I really couldn't wrap my head around what it was. But I did appreciate that someone did. Uh, like kind of tear their answer to yes. explain who the person was because they knew I would not be able to identify that person. So they were able to provide multiple movies and contacts, which I said, thank you for tearing your answer to all the learners in this meeting. Uh, so yeah, it was super fun to just like have people, you know, think about like non-education stuff, but it was a really hard question for me, Josh. So if you could ask easier ones, that'd be great. <laughs> Well, I'm going to portray you right now. This this was her in the in the meeting as she was trying to look up all the actors and actresses that people were um, I, in the chat. Every time someone would say something, I'm like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> no, we so, had a lot of fun uh, starting off yeah, uh, the meeting today, and yeah, we we need that. I, I know we are all in session. We have been for several weeks, and so you know, I know a lot of student behaviors are going on right now. The honeymoon period is slowly disseminating. And so that was kind of where the conversation bridged, which was what role does classroom management play in minimizing student distractions and what are some best practices in this area? So Katie, what were some comments and and ideas that were thrown out for this question? What I love about our admin mastermind group is that they don't necessarily just dive into a set answer. It's more... Like, well, what does engagement look like? What do, what do we mean when we say student engagement? What are our expectations? There was lots of conversation around adults and what adults do and what, you know, our expectations change at some point from students in our classrooms to then us being adults in like professional development settings. And so I did, I did appreciate just having that conversation of like, but at the end of the day, we are all human. And so you know, what do we expect? What does engagement look like for anyone? Literally just adults, students, kids. And so there was lots of kind of conversations around that, which I thought was really, really beneficial to just acknowledge, like we're all distracted easily. And so what, what can we do to help that? Um, Some people shared kind of sharking their computers, coaching students on how to shark computers. We talked about like technology versus not technology. So there was lots of like kind of spinoffs of like what, what do we each define engagement and what does it look like? And I thought that was like a really kind of interesting, like start to the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Technology was brought up as far as a major distraction, especially with, you know, with the pandemic and how yeah. majority of districts, you know, have a one-on-one component to the classroom with students to device. And I thought it was really helpful the way that 
some of the administrators today were talking through just kind of like a SAMR model, which, mm-hmm. you know, it's been around for a long time, but the idea is like that the technology is not substituted in the classroom. However, a lot of admin are seeing that right now. Instead of a worksheet being pushed to a student, yeah. now it's, you know, do it on the computer, mm-hmm. be quiet, <laughs> have a very still uh, classroom. So I, I appreciated, you know, some of the, you know, components that they were talking through of like how to enhance engagement in the classroom, even though you may be one to one. And just the idea that it's at our fingertips, right? You know, we, we have phones in our hands all the time. We have computers. Yep. I mean, we, we as adults, that's how we function. And so there has to be some dialogue with students, with staff to understand what is that thing that's in your hands and how are you using it in this moment? Because we as adults can say, oh, I'm going to look this up. But how often have we looked up something, a text message comes in, an email comes through and we're like immediately distracted. So we have to know that the students are going to be the same way, that if we're asking them to be on their device, they're naturally going to be distracted by all the different things that their device can do. So it's that opportunity of like, how can we coach them to use their devices for what we want them to do and not let it be a rabbit hole of distractions and, you know, but also like understanding that they're human and we're the same way. We're not any better because we're adults, you know. It's very true. We have a lot of similarities, and that was actually discussed in this next question, which was how can educators strike a balance between allowing students the autonomy to choose their learning methods and keeping distractions at bay? And I feel like for this one, we were kind of all over the map. So yeah. will you kind of just share kind of where that conversation flowed to? <laughs> so, yeah, so there was lots of like, just kind of, I, I think like it was almost like a good like triggering question of like, what, how are people interpreting the question? And there was everything from like, well, we want students to be able to have that, but also how do we give them the tools needed so they can pick what's appropriate for them? And then also, you know, it was, then it was the other end of the spectrum of like, not everything that we might give them is going to work for best for students. And so how can we coach them on like, when they do get distracted, what do they do? How can they get themselves back on track? Um, and you know, like Ray shared in it, how we really shouldn't expect students to do something we haven't taught and haven't, Mm -hmm. you know, explained. And I thought that was such a good reminder because so often we forget that, especially, you know, especially if we're like this time of year, I feel like we, a lot of teachers go through the expectations, you know, maybe administrators. I know I've worked in buildings where administrators went through expectations with students And then it's three, four weeks or more later. And we think, well, we shouldn't have to review them. We just did them. But the reality is if a student is in the moment using a tool or using a resource, that is when it became relevant to them. And that is when they need to hear the information, not this arbitrary first day of school, first week of school. So it's, again, we have to either remind them or again, coach them of like, okay, now this is a time where you're opening your computer and you're gonna be doing this activity what are the norms of how we use our devices and how can I know that you are staying on task? The same thing goes when we're in staff meetings and there was a big conversation of, you know, institute days and staff meetings of what are you telling your staff? Are you setting the tone of, Hey guys, let's shark our computers so that we can get through this meeting together. Or if you're on your device, these are the things I would love for you to be exploring while we're talking about this topic, not checking email or not texting, you know, just, 
setting those parameters in the moment so that we can address them. And then we know, okay, now we've addressed the, the information that we need to, you know, that they need to know while it's relevant and we can hold them to those expectations. Yeah. And just the environment that the staff was in too, yes. a large yeah. gathering, a sit and get, you know, things that we tell our teachers not to do with our students, but then as leaders, we're doing the opposite and modeling something that we would never ask our teachers to do in the classroom. Right. Well, and like the one size fits all, you know, if you yeah. have a trainer or someone coming in to offer PD, you have as a leader, is there some conversation around the purpose of that person coming in, but also what are the expectations of what you want everyone to get out of it? Because you and I can both walk into the same exact meeting, but if it's someone on, you know, delivering a message on SEL, you're not going to need the same kind of, you know, information <laughs> as I am. And so you might be more distracted because it might be older information to you, things that you've heard before. Yeah. And we, as leaders of our building have to accept that we have to acknowledge that and whether or not we can provide tailored PD to, you know, every individual staff is a whole nother can of worms, but just knowing that it's, it's, there's got to be more communication of what we expect in those moments as well. Katie, we talked about autonomy for learning methods, but we also talked about autonomy within brain breaks. And you provided a lot of wonderful examples of what you did in your classroom. Do you mind just sharing out some of the things that, you know, were really successful for your kids to get back on track? Yeah. So I, I taught middle school, as you know. Um, and so it was a distraction was a, an everyday part of life, right? You know, they have distractions all the time and I kind of just decided to accept it and embrace it. And so, um, I would coach students on, I know you're going to be distracted. I know that there's times where maybe you aren't fully invested in the content. That's okay. That doesn't mean like anything bad against you. It just means you're having an off day. So accepted. And I would give students a timer and I would give them brain break options so students knew they had a five minute timer that was linked to anything digital that I had. They had to start the timer and then they could pick any, any of the brain break options I gave them. And I gave them a whole list of things. So it was like YouTube videos, manipulatives, puzzles, coloring pages, um, all kinds of things that they could do. And they knew they had five minutes to detach their brain from the content. And then they had to get back on task. And I did feel like it helped a lot of students regulate their distractions and understand how often it was happening. Sometimes we find ourselves students and adults alike that, you know, we like to sit and space off and we don't realize how much time has passed. And so I th thought it was really good for students. They could acknowledge like, okay, this didn't feel like I was off task for five minutes, but I was. And so it helped them kind of acknowledge like that was five minutes of my class. And, you know, maybe I can't do that tomorrow because I need to get the work done or whatever. It was just a good yeah. like self-monitoring tool. So if you're not doing something like that, where you're allowing students the, op the opportunities to take their own self-regulated breaks, consider it because it totally helped with engagement and it helped, you know, we all have those days, Josh, I'm sure you did as well, where you're like, I just don't feel like doing anything right now. And so. No, I was a model student um, and uh, staff member. So I just want to let you know. Um, that never I've happened. sat in meetings with you before. I mean, great. <laughs> but... No, I'm a mess. Yes. Right. Uh, I, I think all educators for the most part are that way. Like it's the same with like, uh, you know, with doctors and nurses, like they're the worst patients. I think educators sometimes are the worst learners. So yes. uh, it's, it's a tough crowd. Uh, 
no, I love the conversation today. It was incredible. Like we really only went through two questions and it went <laughs> like the full 45 minutes. And yeah. actually we, I kind of had to stop it. We, we were going to continue this conversation mm-hmm. um, because I think there is a lot of overlap between, you know, what we're doing with our students with what we're doing with our staff and the PD component. And even the brain breaks that you're talking about using it with students, I think we could easily implement into a staff meeting or w- with our uh, adults our yep. adult learners. So um, love the conversation today. I'm super excited about what we're going to talk about next week. Um, still under the umbrella of student engagement. And of course, uh, if you didn't make it, or maybe you stumbled on YouTube and you know this video, we would love to have you every Tuesday morning for our admin mastermind, 9 a.m. Eastern. And then of course the link, teachbetter.com slash mastermind. It's free every Tuesday. So uh, yep. it does not cost anything but your time and energy. So uh, we love to have everyone out joining this conversation on student engagement. Katie, I loved what you had to offer this morning. Thank you so much for joining me, not only for the meeting, but also this recap. Absolutely. And if you are someone that feels like your building is rocking student engagement, or maybe you have some teachers you want to highlight, we would love to hear you. So join us on Tuesday mornings and so we can talk through it and you can share your insight, or maybe you're totally struggling and you're the other end. Either way, we would love to have you a part of our conversation on Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, right? Did I get that right? Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I used to say my own time. So 9 a.m. Eastern, we would love to have you. And even if you're like just listening to us, but you know an administrator who would benefit, make sure to tag them and send them the link because we would love to have some new faces. Awesome. And if you can't make it, of course, the comment section is there for you. So feel free to throw in any strategies that are working for you. And then Katie, next time I'll have you convert to mountain time. Oh boy. Okay. 7 a.m. 7 a.m. Mountain time? M? Yes. We'll, <laughs> we'll end on that one. <laughs> on a success. Mm-hmm.